Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Heel Turn, our live weekly wrestling show and the official podcast of Pro Wrestling Not Cool. It's not just cool, it's dot cool. We are here to talk about this past week in the WWE, which I attended all of. Jesus Christ, it's a lot of wrestling. So we're going to talk about NXT TakeOver Philadelphia, we're going to talk about the Royal Rumble, we're going to talk about Raw, we're going to talk about SmackDown Live, we're going to talk about the Mixed Max Challenge, we're going to talk about uh, 205 Live, we're going to talk about NXT, we're going to talk about all of it, all of it's being talked about. I'm Owen, joined with me is a guy who was not at these shows, but watched some of them on TV, it's John. I watched, yeah, I watched half of it, probably, two-thirds. Well, I will uh, fill in the gaps. I don't know. Hey, I'm the guy that yells. It's me. And guess who else we're joined by, Owen? Uh, it's not Oscar. He's he's back in Canada. Thank God. Indeed. I Thank you, God. No, actually, we're joined by everybody out there in the internet land. Isn't that cool? It's that cool. We are streaming live over at twitch.tv slash ozone online and on YouTube somewhere. I guess search pro wrestling dot cool and you'll find us or something. I don't know. I've never yep. done it. I think it's witchcraft. Maybe even sorcery. Perhaps even heresy. It's not that last one. Either way, whatever you think it is, we are monitoring both our chats on YouTube and Twitch, and also our Twitter at the heel turn. So send us your questions and your comments, and we'll get to them as we deem fit. Owen. John, my voice hurts. Yeah, it, it sure sounds messy. It's... Uh, it was worse before, so, you know, at least it's kind of better. Well, all right, then. Yeah, I went to five straight nights of wrestling. This was before, but then I said, you know what, I hate myself enough, I'll do five. Yeah, you sure went to that, uh, Tommy Dreamer Sadness special show. It wasn't sad, it was great. Did Tommy Dreamer wrestle? Yeah. That's pretty sad. No, it was great. He, uh, he teamed up with, uh, Billy Gunn to take on, uh, Joey oh, my Mercury. favorite. Joey Mercury and, uh, Mag and Magnus. Yeah, and also in their corner was Shane Douglas. What? Yep, and also they had another guy with them that was pretending to be the head of the uh, the Sports Athletics Committee of Pennsylvania and was threatening to shut them down for trying to have an, an extreme rules match. It was great. Uh, and, oh. and then and then uh, the Blue Meanie okay. showed up. And the Blue Meanie's like, I'm not actual surprise. And then, uh, Bully Ray showed up. And sure. And then sure. the Sandman showed up with beer and poured it in the fans' mouth and hit people with a, a Singapore cane. You know what? Yeah. No, that's that's actually what I want. I, I do want the Sandman, so yeah, I'll, I'll accept that. This was all extremely good. Their tables were done. People getting hit with trash cans. It was a good time. Also, there was good, also Sammy Callahan was there. Yeah, you showed me that video of Monsieur uh, Jeremiah Crane, the Lucha Death Machine. Yeah, he was the Death Machine here. He was cool. He had that gimmick. Oh, also, not a Lucha uh, Death Machine anymore. How unfortunate. Nope, the, the Lucha part's gone. Uh, also, uh, Bull Dempsey was on this card. Dear God. Uh, a guy that... A bad guy that was wearing a Tom Brady shirt was there. And <laughs> sure! The whole, crowd, the whole crowd chanted, fuck Tom Brady. That was good. As you do. 
I mean, you don't even need to be at a wrestling show to do that. Uh, Matt Riddle fought Austin Aries, and Austin Aries had like a million belts, including the uh, the Impact Wrestling Championship. Sure. It was a great show. It was, it was a lot of fun. Also, Oscar got the full treatment of, hey, have us some fucked up chance, like uh, you have a micro penis. That was one of the chants. Also, you suck dick was another chant. It, it was great. It was a typical ECW crowd. And speaking of ECW, you know who else competed? Who is that, Owen? Super crazy. <clears throat> no way. He did flips and shit. And it was awesome. Damn. The best part was immediately after the match, he left the ringside area and went to the bar and got a drink. Like, did not even go to the back. He just went to the side of the entranceway, went directly to the bar and got him to drink. It needed to Jerry there. It was good. The show was awesome. Needs to Jerry there to fight to the death. The Jerry's in Japan. Fight to the death! That is their destiny! They will one day. Don't worry. But yeah, House Hardcore. It, it, you can finally you can find the uh, archive of it on uh, Twitch because it's streamed on Twitch. Worth your time. You're seems, worth seems the like, time. Seems like Tommy Dreamer has a partnership with the guy who works at Twitch, so that's gonna be a regular thing now. Well, all right then. That was cool. Did you do anything this weekend? Not really. Hung out. Well, I hung out and played some D and D. I went to some party where we did some stuff with my, my lady friend. It's cool. I, I showed Oscar. Saying did some stuff makes it sound weird and sexual. No, it was just we hung out and read a play. But also there was acted out the parts and got really drunk. I mean, I guess if you if you want to read a play about like revolution and you can make it all sexual and shit. I mean, hot. I was playing kind of a lecherous dude in my character role. Word. Yeah, while Oscar's here, too, I also showed him all the Philadelphia stuff. I showed him Independence Hall, the Liberty Bell, cheesesteaks, crab fries. Uh, he ran up the Rocky Steps. You know, the usual. The usual stuff. It was good. Yeah, he seemed to have a good time. He admitted that Philadelphia's great. So, there. Well, all right, then. Aren't you pleased as punch? Yeah, but... Uh, we have a lot to cover, because there was a lot of wrestling, so would you like to just jump on into the news? I mean, let me think if I have anything else to talk about. I like Mario Kart 8. That's it! Mario Kart 8 is good. Mario Kart 8 is real good. I'm going to hit the button. Hey, John. First bit of news, Owen. Wrestling is terrible. Nope, actually, wrestling is quite good. No, all wrestlers are are bad. I mean, yes, all wrestlers are bad. Did you not write this news down? No, I, that's that's all. Okay, that's the news. Wrestlers are bad. Uh, yeah, me and the me and Oscar already had that conversation. We're like, yeah, yeah, it's carny bullshit. Of course, they're all terrible. Just been thinking about it lately. They're all they're all bad. Every, no, wait, David Woods did that thing. Never mind. Uh, whatever, man. Kenny Omega is cool. There. Xavier Woods' thing is fine. Kenny Omega's cool. Xavier Woods had a fun time. 
Yeah. And good on him. I didn't need to see it. Or did I? Maybe Brad I Maddox is probably... I mean, Brad Maddox is definitely an idiot. I don't know why I was trying to qualify that statement. Yeah. But, John, let's, just, let's, jump, let's, just, let's jump into some good news. <laughs> yeah, get, get us out of this tailspin. What have you done, Owen? Everyone's jumping ship from Impact, including <laughs> the newest signee, uh, Jeremy Borash. Yeah! Jeremy Borash, who helped uh, produce the Broken Matt Hardy shit. Uh, that's not all he did. He did like everything. He did the merch stuff. He did the he announced during the live events. He set up stuff. He did. He was a jack of all trades, pretty much. Yeah, I'm. I'm aware that he's had a long, storied career of of doing things for them and like being an all round guy. But like, but I was is, what, what, just what, saying, yo, this bring? is one of the latest and newest things he's done, and that shit was real good. And what if they put him back with Matt? Do you do you think they brought him? In just for this? No, but I think that putting him on this is a good first thing for them to do. You think they'll do it? Yeah, I think probably. I mean, because if you saw Matt Hardy on Sunday and Monday, the crowd didn't give a shit. No. Myself included. No. I was like, delete, del- ah, whatever. Doesn't fucking do anything. All he does is laugh and lose. You laugh, you lose. Sure. Wait, shit, is that his gimmick? Yep, that's his. He has to stop laughing. That's the thing now. John, this could be good things, but it's WWE, so we never know. Yeah, I mean, look, could be awesome. Could totally suck, but all things considered. It would certainly be a lot better than what they're doing with Matt right now. Also, John, consider that this is the same company that hired Joey Styles, and then this made him the guy who did the website stuff instead of, you know, actually doing cool shit that Joey Styles does. And then yeah. when he, he said, I want to do cool shit and say something, they fired him. Yeah. Saying I don't get the be set your expectations. Oh, I mean, come on, man! It's it's WWE. It's always smart to have expectations of less than zero, which is what I currently have. Next bit of news is um, news that pretty much fucked a ton of people in our uh, we're a Rumble pool, which uh, I do not have the results for right now because I've been busy. You know with. I wasn't sitting at ringside with a counter for every time somebody pointed at a sign. Because number one, I didn't see which of those were on camera. Because a lot of people pointed pointed during entrances, so I didn't know. I don't feel like a lot of people actually pointed at the sign the women all that much for watching. Like a million people Not pointed. the women's one. The women's one had like a fucking fuck ton of them, definitely. The men's one didn't have a lot, except for Cena, who had like fucking 50 of them. Yep. I'm gonna have to do some counting, but I was I highly under did that. Whoopsie! He pointed so many goddamn times. But yeah, I'll. I have that. stopped counting at six because I was like, okay, I think I lost this. I will try to have that by next week. This this weekend, I will also be busy. You, you know what I'm doing this weekend, right? Did you get your ticket yet? Yes. 
I have a ticket, John. I'm, I'm going to the Super Bowl. It's great. I I make I make mistakes, John. Hopefully hey, by the way, um, you know, since you're so prominent on the broadcast and everything, we saw what you did, and I have a question from my uh, from my significant other here. For about what? I, I did a lot of things. How much did you spend for the privilege to sell your soul to getting a high five from Stephanie McMahon? And how did it feel to sell out your core values? Oh, see that? See, that's not when I sold out. You didn't see when I sold out to Stephanie McMahon. That was after the show. So, for people who don't know, when Stephanie McMahon came out to do commentary, which I heard was atrocious. Oh, it was so bad. Uh, she high fived me on the way. But that's not the thing, because John, after the show went off the air, she came over and shook my hand and personally thanked me for coming to the show. And that's when I said, I like Stephanie McMahon the person. I still don't like Stephanie McMahon the character in the least bit. But that was very nice of her. Okay, bastard man. Alright. Hey, you know what? She's gonna... She could have offered me a job, and I would have been like, yeah, okay, Stephanie McMahon. But she, instead, she just thanked me, which is fine. Not as cool as when I got a high five from Ronda Rousey. She, she did that. Everybody wanted to high five me. John, how many high fives did we get at SummerSlam? Like, none. Exactly. I think you're the problem. As John drinks his soda and Norton does not go in on, on my bit that I was doing. Uh, here's some. I'm just making nasty eyes at the uh, at the, the camera here for those that can't tell the, this because they're listening to the podcast version. That's why I was trying to make sure I was saying what you were doing because this is also a podcast, John. But yeah, seven man, big man. Also, yes, drinking my soda. Yes. Wait, that's not soda. John, what are you drinking? It's a Budweiser. John, don't, no, no drinking on the show. Come on. Oh, for God's sakes, it's basically water. I know, I'm, I'm kidding. But yeah, like I said, Stephanie McMahon, the person, very nice. Stephanie McMahon, the character, and the commentator, the worst. Oh, absolutely. But yeah. Um, but yeah, speaking of uh, bad... Things happening in wrestling uh, and the Rumble, which was my point getting to. This screwed everyone over in our pool. Alicia Fox broke her tailbone. Jeez, that's what happened. I, I knew she was injured. I, I didn't hear exactly what the cause was, but damn, that sounds painful. In-ring workout, cause something had went wrong, broke her tailbone. Out for, out for a few months. And, um... So yeah, she was taken out of the Aurora Rumble, and she's out of the Mixed Max Challenge now. She was teaming up with Goldust. Shit, that would have been a good team. No, John, the team that they have now is like a million times better, and I wanted to like continue beyond this thing. Go on. He's 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 teaming up with Mandy Rose, who also is wearing all gold. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And she did the. Uh, 
the whole you'll never forget the name of Mandy Rose and Goldust thing. And, right, she even, sure. and she even did the the thing, the hiss. New, new Summer Ray works. Yeah, she's really, she's really good in that role. I'm I'm way into it. Their team is now called Rose Gold. That's good. That's good. Yep, I'm I'm into it. I don't know if you know this. The mixed match challenge is extremely good. We will talk about it in a bit. But yeah, she was out. Can I just say, as an aside, by the way, I still don't really know how I feel about Mandy Rose, or as I said before, Summer Rae too. I this promo with Goldust sold me on her. I was like, okay, I'm in. Okay. Uh, I guess I'll have to watch this. Yeah, they they just did a video during the mix the mixed match challenge. That's hard to say, by the way. MMC. Hey, that's better. Uh, the other news that uh, broke on Monday morning was that Booker T is no longer doing commentary for Raw. Oh, speaking of bad commentary. What, was Booker bad on the Rumble? Or just no, in general? he wasn't even on the Rumble, really. On some of it. I saw him sitting there. Or in a square. Like, like yeah, he was the there, park. like, a little bit, but, like, not really for, like, important matches. Yeah, uh, Jonathan Coachman has taken his place. Yep, Th- he sure has. Don't know if you know this, Jonathan Coachman doesn't work at ESPN anymore. I did know that, actually. That's a bummer. He quit because he was like, oh, you guys don't care about wrestling. I don't think that's the thing. I don't think that's the reason. I thought the reason was ESPN is losing, like, a shitload of money, so they cut a bunch of people that worked there. He wasn't one of the people that got cut, apparently. Oh. Or that's what he claims. Yeah, I, I don't believe that. Yeah, what what he claims is that he wasn't one of the people that got cut, but he quit because he felt like they they didn't really want to focus on wrestling all that much, and that's what he cares about. Well, good. Now he can now he can be terrible on Monday Night Raws every Monday. Spoilers for this week's episode of Raw. Again, it's I planned not- as fuck. Yeah, I I heard that again. I I could not hear it because I I know I know I'm fully aware of how the logistics of being at the arena work. I'm just just saying I'm I'm just letting people know at home. That's why I can't comment. But I heard it's bad. He's bland as fuck. He ain't bad. Like he didn't he didn't do anything like really bad or weird. And like he didn't have like some weird fucking chemistry with people like Booker occasionally did. Better or worse than Otunga. I dislike Otunga, so... Better? Yes. I guess, but that, that counts. Yeah, it, it's not... Again, nothing about Booker or uh, Coachman is actively bad. He's just so fucking bland. He needs to go back to his heelish ways he was. Like, he's just fucking... He's just fucking, like... I'm professional Byron. now. Oh, so he's the token black on the commentary. Mm-hmm. He's just like bland. He's just like blander than Byron originally was. Yeah, Byron's great now. I like him a lot. Especially like he doesn't really seem to. Up. He re- doesn't really seem to have any kind of character from, that I can tell. And like maybe like they're still kind of figuring out what his place is. But it's like I don't understand why they have to have Coachman there. What does he add? He's like, like I'm, pro- I'm professional commentary man. I like I know sports. They already have professional commentary man that knows sports. It's Michael fucking Cole. Yep. Why why would they have a third, a second fucking Michael Cole? 
That's what I'm saying. They sh- he should go back to being the heel that he was at the end of his last run in WWE, where he was just being a loudmouth asshole. It was great. I mean, it would that. also help if if Corey was leaning into the heel shit a little more. Like, I know he's kind of he's the heel commentator. That's kind of how he's positioned. But like, they I feel like they kind of just do a tweener thing with him mm-hmm. as sure. of late. Like they had the, the little bit I did he- watch of the women's rumble. I saw Stephanie throwing him under the bus for hating Sasha Banks. And that was bad. Yeah. I got uh, two more bits of news. Uh, one of them is uh, apparently today the location for WrestleMania 35 leaked. Say what? And I have I talked to some people and they're like, yeah, that's been the thing for. A little bit now. It's now the cat's out of the bag. <sighs> John, it's 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 at MedLife Stadium again. Yeah, we're going to WrestleMania. Um, I'm I'm not going to WrestleMania. What? what? So you didn't go to SummerSlam. You're not going to SummerSlam, and now you're not going to go to WrestleMans with me. WrestleMan's building or WrestleMan's bridge, whatever they're gonna call it. Because John, we're not gonna sit. WrestleMan statue from France. I'm not gonna sit at the top of the MetLife Stadium. Yeah, we're gonna be at ringside. No, we don't. We can't afford that. Save your money for a couple years from now when it's in Philadelphia. I'll 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 go to takeover with you. How about that, bro? We'll be like sixty by then. Shut up, John. I'll go to takeover with you. How about that? Does that work? It's clearly the better show, and also not like eight hours. You're and outdoors. Hours. You're outdoors. Thanks. But did you see the tweet that came to me today? No. Uh, oh yeah, I did actually. Like, yeah, because I, I had a, I had a word with the mayor of Philadelphia. You know, my buddy, Mr. Mayor. You sent a tweet to the mayor, and the mayor's account replied, "Like, yeah, no, we no, want no, WrestleMania too." No, the, the mayor actually like, the mayor legit uses that account, and he does not reply often to people, outside of like Q and A's that he does on there. But he replied to me, who said. I would really like to have WrestleMania at the link soon, please. And he says, "Hell yeah, I I I love the Rumble. Let's do it." So yeah, the mayor's on board with me. We're gonna do it, John. It's coming to Philadelphia. Seriously, we haven't had it in twenty years. What the fuck? And then the mayor will be impeached, and you'll all throw snowballs at him. And then I'll be the mayor. That's what you do to every single person in your hellhole of a city. Fuck you, John. I'm going to be the mayor. I'm the mayor now. Was Santa Claus the mayor and that's what happened? You deposed him? That was not real Santa Claus. That was, that was a drunk, skinny guy in a salmon suit. You weren't there. Okay, because from my perspective, it looks like you fucking threw snowballs at Santa Claus. He had it coming! Listen, John, we have one more bit of news that broke the day (laughs) after heel turn last week. A word? 
Fucking Vince McMahon's doing football again. Yeah. It's called the XFL. I, have you heard of it? I. He hate me. Hate more you, like indeed. more like I hate this. Am I right? More like he hates people who kneel to the anthem. He hates quote unquote criminals. People gonna not let people play if they have a DUI. Meanwhile, hey, how's Jay Uso doing? He's not. A, he's not a, a professional athlete. He's a sports entertainer. There's no crossover, obviously. John, didn't you hear him? There's no crossover between the WWE and the XFL, despite the fact that the ad is the fucking same one as the 2K ad. (laughs) Despite the fact, John, that during the commercial breaks of every show this past weekend, they fucking played an ad for the XFL. And the Philly crowd booed it every time. (laughs) Either that or we chanted Eagles at it, because fuck you, XFL. <laughs> it was extremely good. Speaking of the crowd doing weird funny. shit at the screen, did you uh did you watch the rumble between the kickoff and the pay-per-view? No. Because they had a countdown. Like, you know, countdown when the pay-per-view was starting. And I think someone told me that the ca- the crowd mics were on during it. And every time it got to 10 seconds, the crowd did the, the rumble countdown to it. <laughs> the, 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 the one that we all made the buzzer noise. It was really good. <laughs> they tried to take it off the screen, and we all booed, and then they brought it back when it got to 10 seconds every time. It was really good. It was a good it's crowd. Yeah. So I guess that should segue into us talking about this past weekend's events, which all took place in Philadelphia, the greatest city in the world. That's questionable, but it sounds like this weekend was pretty great, so... Would you like to I won't hear argue about with that. Would you like to hear about the NXT uh, taping? I would love to hear about this week's episode of NXT, Owen. It was good. It had your favorite team ever, TM61. Oh, Their you mean stunning the- return. Excuse me, you mean the Mighty Don't Kneel? Is that what they're calling them? They're called TM61, but on the back of their jackets it says the Mighty Don't Kneel. Also, in a backstage interview on tonight's episode, they said they are the Mighty and the Mighty Don't Kneel. They're they're doing the thing now. They they have said the Mighty Don't Kneel before. Yeah, but now they're they're like prominently making it their thing with okay. on the back of their jackets. It's great. Cool. They fought the the Ely brothers. They look the same. They sure do, Owen. They they lost, because of course they did. They sure do, Owen. But the TMSX1 were fun. They're Australian. I, I, I dig it. Yeah, they're they're cool. I mean, I, how do you... I know that you were not entirely a TMSX1 fan uh, before they got injured. So, them coming back, like, I, I enjoyed what I, what I watched of the match. I didn't honestly watch it too intently. But, like, I... Thought that they still look good, and I'm still interested to see what they can do. Uh, what did you feel about them? I was impressed. Their their ring work is really good, and uh, they work well as a team. I mean, I hope that they continue to like do more cool shit. But it's a good start. They had my attention. Cool. 
But we didn't talk it's about the here. first match, John. First match of the episode was uh, Nikki Cross fighting against Lacey Evans. Oh, right. I, have I told you that Nikki Cross is fucking awesome? Yeah. She is so You don't good. need to tell me. She's pretty fucking cool. So good at, at character work in the match. Like, like laughing and like doing weird shit. Like being all rabid toward the ropes, it's it's good. It's a lot of fun. So yeah, I uh, I highly recommend you check out this match. Nikki Cross won, obviously. Well, yeah, it's Nikki Cross. What? What do you think Sanity does now? Well, next week they have two matches. Hmm. They have. I mean, I. Killian Dane's fighting the, the Adam Cole. Right, right, he is. And I guess I just... The, you know, the other two are fighting the Undisputed Era in their rematch that they were owed. Belts. I just feel like we're getting towards the end of Sanity. No, we're getting toward the end of, end of Sanity in NXT. That's what I meant. Yes, they're, they're winding like, clear. I didn't mean to say that they're breaking up as much as they're going to be graduating from NXT. It's just I don't entirely as know where to go. AOP. AOP are also going to graduate. They need to get going, because... They'll be the after post-mania call-ups. Good, because the tag divisions need something. True. But yeah, that match was a lot of fun, but... The main event of the NXT is the best. Did you see any of it? No, I didn't. It's a number one contenders match uh, for the UK championship between Roderick Strong and Tyler Bate. Did you now? Hold it? on a second. Uh huh. The Rod Strong is not a a Britsman. Hey, guess what? What? Chris Jericho and Kevin Owens aren't. United States citizens. Yet they both held the U.S. title. I mean, they were in America. Yeah. These guys are in Florida. Yeah. Yeah, Roderick Strong's whole thing into this was he wants to become the first American to win, to win the U.K. title. Sure, that's a thing you can do. And Tyler Bates like, well, actually, nah, I want to fight Pete Dunne again. Those matches were the best. They were really good. So, these two put on a fucking clinic, because... Here's the thing, when Roderick Strong has a really good opponent, he steps his game up, and... Boy, this was a good match. This fired up the crowd real good before the actual takeover started. Nice. You should, you should go watch this. Also, the Rod Strong one. Sure. Him and Pete Dunne are going to have a great match. I can't wait. Yeah, that actually is going to be a really good match. I'm really interested for that. Also, I mean, as much as I was making jokes about, oh, oh Roderick Strong is not British. Like, you know, obviously, Johnny Gargano proved that everything is off on the table. Indeed. Yeah, Speaking of people that are incredible. Next year's real good. But uh, where, where are you transitioning? saying that a certain person that we're going to be talking about very shortly, because let's talk about TakeOver, is really fucking good. Hey, John, can I say this was the best TakeOver? 
You can say that, Would you and I'm not it? going to disagree with you. It was really good. It, and it makes me happy because it was in my hometown. It was really fucking good. What do you think of the Undisputed Era? Also, wait, no, first, what do you think of Paul Heyman? He's a guy. Did you not see the opening of Paul Heyman going, this is Philadelphia, motherfucker? No, I didn't. Yeah, the whole opening was him saying, listen, motherfucker, this is Philadelphia. It's the greatest city in the world and the home of, of extreme and really fucking good wrestling. You're going to watch a really good fucking wrestling in the future is here. Check out this show. Okay. It was great. Paul Haven did a great video while they were showing scenes of the city. It was good. While he was also in the, an empty arena. But yeah, that's how we kicked it off. And then we had the Undisputed Era, which is Bobby Fitch and Kyle O'Reilly, taking on the Authors of Pain for the tag team titles. You know what's cool? The, the Authors of Pain's masks. Yeah, but I was going to say Kyle O'Reilly playing his belt like a guitar. Yeah, man. I mean, the Undisputed Era is pretty much turning into the NWO. I mean, as we talked about on the Best of podcast of 2016, the theme is basically the NWO, so the, and they are the NWO. Yeah, because they cut those backstage promos with the weird angled cameras. Yeah, Hanging on these rafters. Why not? Fuck it. Undisputed Era, baby. These guys are fucking great. They're real and, good. And they actually, like, did... They, they took the Authors of Pain and made them have a, a match based around a story. That, that wasn't an underdog story. And yet, they also kind of made them compelling baby faces. Yeah, like, sympathize for his fucked up leg. You're yep. gonna kill them. We're still, we're still the, you know, outclassed and like kind of the underdogs, but we're fucking, we've proven that we're fucking snakes and we're going to go for it. Yeah. The daughter of pains are wounded, but yo, they're still these giant hoss Samoan guys. But you better watch out. Mess you up. This match was cool. This match was really good. I really, it was a great way to kick off the show. And of course, because of the leg injury, it helps the Undisputed Era pick up the win and retain the belts, as they should. Huzzah! The next match was the... But of course they also won by a roll-up, which is cool. But yeah. They weren't going to get a decisive win. Again, they're snakes. True. But John, the next match was the worst match of the night. It honestly was. There's no argument here. And it's it was... not Dream's fault. It's really not. Velveteen Dream came out, and he had an entourage with him waiting at the bottom of the ramp. What was going on there, John? I couldn't see. I saw there was a mouthpiece. He had a man, pretty man and lady, who had a mouthpiece on a pillow, and they put it in his mouth. That's it? That's all it was? Nothing else? There's there's some other there that's the gist of it yeah that was the most important part, and then Cassiano came out and he says I'm bad, but we have to uh, take it back to the uh, the kickoff, or actually take over where 
Velveteen Dream had a little promo and he said something. Did you hear what he said? What did he say? He said he was going to knock out Cash's Zono in 30 seconds. So, okay. as soon as the bell rang, we all decided to start counting. <laughs> Which I don't think they expected, those two. Because they were just, like, working a normal match until they realized, oh shit, they're in the 20s. Here, punch me in the face. And Velveteen Dream did, and the crowd lost their minds. It was awesome. <laughs> and then the match went downhill from there, because Ono was sloppy as fuck. Yeah, it's... Timing on this match was just all off. It felt like Ono just, like, was not, you know, getting up properly and, like, bouncing himself and just missing the moves that Dream was trying to call, and it was not great. Yeah, and, like, it... It, it made me wonder if, like... If we're just getting to the point where Ono's body is just kind of starting to fail him and, like, you know, he's kind of too big and not really able to move that well anymore. Like, yeah, potentially, because, like, you know, how many he how many times did they fuck up that Death Valley driver? Quite a few. It was very bad. I wish they would stop doing it. Like, but how what better can you do when you're dealing with a guy who's like 300 pounds? True. And not, like, in the best of shape. Yep. Yeah. Like, and I'm saying that as someone, you know, not, I don't feel like I have to qualify here because I've made my positions on him very clear. Yeah, we're not fast-shaming him, it's just... I fucking, I fucking love me some Chris Hero. He's one of my favorite fucking indie dudes, and I love of the fact that he's getting to be a chance to, get a chance to be Cassius again, and do his fucking dirty in the fucking biggest company in the, in the country, but... He's not looking great, and this looked very sloppy. It was not. At least, felt and I don't know. Hmm? I don't know what about him was off. I'm not like expert enough about fucking wrestling and and sports medicine and anything like that to know anything like that. But it is definitely concerning. It was a com- from a ring size perspective. It was a combination of him not being in the right position for moves and just lack of you know communication. They did not seem to be on the same page. Dream one, though, so yay. And it's strange, because, you know, we've seen numerous examples of acting. I mean, look, fucking Chris here is something like an 18-year veteran, 16-year veteran. Like, he's up there. He's been doing this a long-ass time. Mm -hmm. Uh, Meanwhile, like, Velveteen Dream has had, like, awesome matches with, like, really talented people like Aleister Black and Johnny Gargano, like, mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like he's doesn't have like the mind for the business. But Dream One—that's what matters. It is what matters. He, Ono did not say his name though. No. He did have Ono's and Muhammad Ali on his uh, shorts though. It's pretty good. The next match was my biggest surprise of the night. I can't believe I actually really enjoyed this match. Because I... Going in, I didn't like either of the people involved, but now I think I like one of them. Okay. It was Ember Moon defending her NXT Women's Championship against Shayna Baszler. 
So which one do you like? I, I, I think I like the Chain of Baszler now. God damn you. What? I, 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 fuck I, off. I, Ember's still good. Ember's Ember, good. Ember is fine. Ember's great. The crowd was not into Ember. Actually, I shouldn't say that. The crowd was on and off about her, and it was really weird. Like, sometimes we booed her, sometimes we cheered her. It was very confusing. I don't, I didn't understand what was happening. I don't get it. But everyone liked Shayna Baszler, so that was fine. He <sighs> choked the fuck out of her. It was cool. Sure Still not doing it for me. I, like, I, was, I will unequivocally say she was better, definitely looking better than she had during yeah. any of the Mae Young Classic bullshit. Like, she's yeah, definitely improved. Yeah, she's not, like, polished yet, but she's improving her, like, her character work. And, you know, just, like, actually wrestling kind of safe-ish. I feel like they're trying to go for a Lady Brock Lesnar thing. It's no, what that, they want. No, That's what no, they envision her the, as. The other lady's going to do that. I mean, they're going to have multiple ladies do that. No, she's, they're, they're going to make her more like a better Sonya Deville. Whatever the case... She's coming off more like Lady Baron Corbin. Oh wow, that's harsh. That's too harsh. I, I'll, I, we need to ask her what her opinions of Tide Pods are before we say that. <laughs> Is this something I missed? Did Baron Corbin eat Tide Pods? Did you not? We'll talk about it on SmackDown. You, you had this one sign about who? What? Who was that about? Roman Reigns. Yeah, and his it, fans. It 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 moved. It transitioned over to Baron Corbin on Tuesday. We'll, we'll, <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll we'll talk about it. But yeah, this match I really enjoyed the submissions in this match, and I the crowd was really into wanting Ember Moon to tap out, but she would not do it, and we were very unhappy about it. She would not give in. Then she rolled her up and fucking pinned her. She got her. But then it's fine because Shannon like, just decided to murk the shove or at the bottom of the ramp and break her arm. So was, that's fine. Y'all are fucking shady as fuck. Hey, Ember, Ember was fine. She was in a cast the next night. Don't worry about it. I thought Ember did a great job. I very much enjoyed this match. I think I she was, was fine. Expecting... I don't think she was bad. She was fine. I think that... You know what? That's a step up for me, John. I moved. I elevated <laughs> up that she's fine. I felt like this was a much better version of the Bailey and Ian Jax match, and I, I really enjoyed it in that context. I disagree. I like that. I like that match better. Well, have fun being wrong. That's cool. Okay. Well, this match was really unique and fun, and I liked it. Because Shayna Baylor still looks ba like a badass, even though she's clearly not ready for the title. Yep. Uh, the match after this was the match of the night up to this point. It was an Extreme Rules match between Aleister Black and Adam Cole. Bay Bay. It's a good-ass match. This match was fucking awesome, dude. Did you see that spot... Where Adam Cole got slammed into the backs of that, those two chairs. Yeah, that fucking sucked. 
And you know what the best part was? Afterward, the crowd was chanting, you deserve it. Wow. No, but you understand, he set them up. He did. So he did deserve it. He did. He did, he did it to himself. He really did. It was great. That, that was one of my favorite. He fucked up. He definitely fucked up. Yeah. This match was brutal. It was awesome. We asked for tables. It was a great tables. match. They worked real hard in this match, keeping entertaining at all times. There were no real down points. I liked the uh, the interference by the Undisputed Ever at the right time. You know, they didn't come in too early. Yep. And then I had totally forgotten about Sanity, which was perfect. So when, Same. They, so when they came in, that was a great surprise. It was awesome. Didn't feel overbooked at all. Felt like the perfect thing for the show. And the perf- And these two put on a hell of a fun event. No, it was super exciting. What was your highlights? I really liked the, uh, the Alistair Black table spot. Yes. Like, that was super cool. The announce um, table or the regular table? Oh, both of them. I was thinking the regular table, but the announce table spot was really cool, too. Yes. Um, I, I love the... I mean, I, I also just love the bit where I, I thought they did excellent character work. I'm just like, you know, Cole just being this, like, fucking opportunist asshole di- dirtbag, whereas uh, Black, like, doesn't want to use the weapons until he feels like he has no choice because it's like, no, actually, fuck this guy, I'm going to kill you. Yep. Like, I, I really, you know, like, this, just simply spots even, just like with the, uh, with the kendo stick. That, that spot where, you know, they look like they're gonna have the fucking sword fight, and then Black just throws the, the kendo stick away. Like, that was so cool. What about this time when the Adam Cole got the chair, and Alter Black was just sitting in the ring? Like, not even phased, and then when he yep. went, swung, he just, he just fell backwards and got out of the way. Yep. Awesome. This is so good. Alistair Black and Adam Cole are both fantastic. They are. Like I, I think that this is probably both of their best matches. Which is saying a lot for Alistair Black since he had the uh, match with Dream. That okay, maybe the best match is, is an overstatement. Yeah, I was about to say, that's a, that's a tough one. It's it's up there. It was a better wrestled match, I'll say, than than the dream match. Mm-hmm. But the dream match had such an incredible story that like it it doesn't matter. Then we had the main event, which was uh, my oh, you mean our early front runner for match of the year twenty eighteen? Uh, I mean the, the best match in NXT history. Which I, I'm even going to say I would put it above Sasha and Bailey. Yeah, I would also. Because they did. I'm, I'm willing to go there. I, this match was incredible. Same, they did the same thing to me that happened in the other match, which is Johnny Gargano is obviously not the favorite, but I really like Almas, so I was rooting for Almas. And as the match went on, I started sliding over to Johnny's side to by the, the end of it. I needed him to win. He fucking needed to win that match. So badly. Oh my god. John, tell me about this match. It was the longest singles match in uh, NXT history. 32 minutes and 22 seconds. 
And holy shit, like, the story it told. Like, I, I actually was sitting around thinking about it while at work today, just thinking about how much I really enjoyed that match. And god damn, if it did not tell, just like, a fucking amazingly excellent story. I mean, you know? yeah, it was essentially Rocky 1. Yeah, it's it's true. Rocky won with a little bit more uh, Apollo Creed just being a complete and utter dickbag. Yep. It was, it was beautiful. It even worked in the Candace uh, stuff. No, the Candace stuff was, was excellent, I thought. Like, it built on itself in a really great way where... I, I The thing I was thinking about myself earlier is just, like, they did... The really great one of the things I feel like they did really well was just the the they're making putting all this in the same way that they built like Ric Flair as a as a heel. Just he's a guy that is really talented and really cunning and really smart and doesn't need to cheat. Like he can win just fine without doing it, but he does it anyway because he's a fucking dick. And because he does it, you can give him, you can give, he can get an out to be like, okay, well, you know, clearly he cheated during these parts, so it wasn't like a real victory over the, the face. Like, the face totally would have had this if everything was fair. And, like, you know, you still get those so you don't make, you know, exactly Johnny Gargano look like a, a loser do- doofus. But at the same time, like... They don't do the thing that they kind of do with The Miz, where, like, you know, look, The Miz is not really all that credible as as a WrestleMan. Like, he's an amazing fucking talker, but, like, he can't win without his jamokes, his jabronis. That's fine, that's the point, but we should never be expected to be able to win without them. Like, Almas, they did so many things in the fact, and just, like, the fact that he basically won clean, honestly, like... Even with all the cheating in there, like it, it does a really good job of making it seem like there's culpable deniability in there to say like he cheated here and here and here, so w- those things helped Johnny Gargano lose. I mean, for God's sakes, Johnny Gargano got fucking head scissors into goddamn stairs by Zelina. It's true, I saw that. That was crazy. That shit was super cool, and then it led to Candace running and beating her ass, and that's cool. And they ran. Through the crowd, it was great. It was great. It was really good. I I really liked that part, which made the ending even better when Almas did it on his own. Yep, because dude is legit, and dude is legitimately talented and fucking good at this, and like deserves the top spot that they're giving him, and he more than proved that tonight. Hey, John, we should talk about that entrance. Uh, where he had the fucking Lasombra mask, and had the mariachi band. The mariachi band was really good. But oh, it was so good! All of it was so good. He had his old fucking mask. Yep. Like clearly oh. not the zoot suit or anything, but shit, dog. It was so good. Man, so almost is so fucking good. He really is. So is Gargano. Damn, this magic! Johnny not- Wrestling is so good. Like Johnny Gargano makes me fucking feel things that I have not felt in quite a while. Like 
he makes me feel things I probably haven't felt since like John Cena, Daniel Bryan at SummerSlam 2013. Wow. Like yeah. the childhood elation of like seeing Daniel Bryan hit that fucking knee for the first time on Cena. Yep. And I, I remember that moment. So good. I dare, I dare anyone to top this match. This year. I dare them. Yeah. Good luck. Like, no. Johnny Gargano, every single time he fucking hit one of those moves, just, like, made me fucking believe it, that he could do it. And every single fucking time that, like, he got hit with something and was able to kick out of Almas's nonsense, like, just fucking made my heart skip a beat. Like, it was all so good. But you knew when he he went into that post, it was over. Yeah. It, it sucked, but that's how it went. But it was also like 32 minutes into the match, so it's like... Fight forever! It's like, Jesus, they've just fucking killed fight each other. Fight forever! Crowd chant fight forever. They did chant fight forever. They were, they were not wrong. And then he lost, and then the show was over. Because the, the thing in the bottom corner played, saying copyright 2018, and the show ended. Wait a second, though. What? What do you mean? So, did something else happen? Don't play this game, Owen. Oh, I'm playing it. Talk, just tell me about Tommaso Ciampa beating the shit out of Johnny Gargano with that you, crutch. Tommaso Ciampa coming out of nowhere and goes, Yo, check out this crutch. Oh, you're now you're dead. Oh, it's so good. He fucking hit him with that crutch, too. Everyone thought he was under the ring, by the way. Because there was a monitor under the ring. Huh. But I was like, I don't think he's under there. And he wasn't. He was uh, he was up at the stage. He's like, actually, I got this crutch, and now you're dead. Check this out! Turns out Tomasa Ciampa is not 100% okay, though. Yeah, I, I saw him limping away. But he'll probably be ready and 100% better around, let's say, the first week of April. Mm-hmm. But was there some kind of major event happening? Uh, it's possible. I have no idea what you're talking about. Some kind of, like, takeover of a city. Yeah, a, a weekend of WrestleMans, if you will. A weekend of ah, that sounds terrible. Who would go to like four nights of wrestling? That's stupid. Don't, I do. I don't recommend it. It's from what I understand, and have been led to believe, it's four nights of wrestling and a Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Oh, see, they get a Hall of Fame. That's an extra night of cheering and stuff. You can hear. You can tell from my voice. My voice is a bit messed up from. Five nights of things, so I don't recommend it. Yep. Also, uh, to the live chat, a reminder that we do not have call-ins on the show. However, you can interact in the chat and ask questions, and we would be happy to answer them. Did someone try to want to call in? Yes. But we do not have it set up to record that for the podcast. Oh, and what if we did call-ins? No. John, oh, and what if we did Collins? Hey, John, what if that's an incentive on our Patreon at patreon.com slash pwc? 
All right. I mean, I guess we could do that. I mean, it is it is one of the incentives. One of the incentives to have a post Raw and SmackDown show with call-ins. All right then. There you go. Subscribe to the Patreon at patreon.com slash PWC. That's what I forget. What's on our own Patreon? Bonus content. Anywho, John, that was TakeOver. It was great. I got some bonus content. What's that? You're, you're away from the mic. What? That's a cat. That's my bonus content. Yeah. That's cool. You know what else is cool, John? I hope you don't say the Royal Rumble because... The Royal Rumble was cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It was the best Royal Rumble in years. Yeah, it actually was really good. It made up for 2015 because 2015 was real bad. It sure was. It made me happy. I'm like, yeah, yeah I had a friend flew up flying to Philadelphia this time for a good Royal Rumble. Yay. But then I I got to learn a valuable lesson, John. Don't come for the pre-show? No, I mean, you can't get to the pre-show. Because you wonder, why is the crowd so empty? The pre-show, what's wrong with those people? The pre-show, John, started at 5 o'clock Eastern Time. It sure did. The doors of the arena opened at 5 o'clock Eastern Time. What? Yep. The doors open when the pre-show starts. What? So we had to hurry up and make our way immediately to our seats to watch the matches. And why would people, they do that? And a lot of people are like, "Nah, I'm good. I'm gonna go get concessions and T-shirts." That's fair. I'm WWE is stupid. That's why. I don't know. But that's that's your answer of why don't people sit for the pre-show matches because they can't get into the arena. Go figure. Dumb shit. Which they did on purpose to screw this first match. I mean, granted, most of these pre-show matches were dumb as shit, too, so... Not the first one. Because the first one was the Cruiserweight six-man tag of the Luchadors against TJP, Jack Gallagher, and Drew Gulak. Drew Gulak was wrestling in front of an arena with not a lot of people in it, and I'm pissed off about it. Welcome to Philly. Because Here's your boy. A few people that were there, it was great when the match started. Uh, a few people in the section behind Get Gulak chanted PowerPoint. And you know what his response was? What? He looked, he leaned, he leaned over to them and yelled, no chanting. Wow. Because that's his thing. And then that proceeded to cause a no chance chant. <laughs> People were super in the gulag. Did they also start singing No Chance in Hell? No. I went, oh shit, that's actually good. There weren't enough people for that. But yeah, Drew Gulak was the one over guy in this match. But there weren't a lot of us there. And uh, the luchadors did their lucha thing and they won. But TJP got pinned. It did a good lucha thing. <laughs> yep. TJP got pinned and... Gallagher and Drew Gulak yelled at him and said, fuck you, and left. It was very, that, that part was good. Congratulations to TJP for being allowed back on television again. Oh, he'll be back uh, later on. Weird MRA. 
Uh, the Revival fought the 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 Balor Club. Oh, good, because that went so well last time. They won this time. All right. The crowd said, "Yeah, yeah." But also, the crowd were into two sweeting, which includes during their entrance, you you see a cut to me doing the two sweet. Cameraman was in love with my jersey, and more so in love with Oscar's jersey, since he was also a Tottenham fan. It was good. Love with the cocoa. But yeah, Revival wrestled a match and they won, and there weren't a lot of people there, so it's whatever. Hooray! Did you for see the any Revival? Of these? I watched a little bit of the of the the Bobby Roode Open Challenge, and this sucked. Why are they still doing Open Challenge events? I don't know. Wait, did you know who was originally supposed to answer the challenge, but then they realized... I did, and was going to ask if you did. Yeah, and they, then they realized that's a fucking bad spot for them? Yeah, that would, honestly, they, they made a, the right call, even if the match is bad. Yep, it was Mojo Raleigh, and everyone said, uh, chanted F. Tom Brady. <laughs> As you do. At least the crowd was decent enough to say F instead of, you know, the full word. <laughs> she said the full word. I, they did at the beginning. And then they changed it. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, Bobby Roode won and this match sucked. But at the same time, it's a good thing that they didn't do Adam Cole. Baby. Baby. But then we got to the actual pay-per-view. Which was a four-hour show that was really fucking long. It sure was. But I liked. But I, you know what? I did not feel tired except for one part of it, and I bet you can guess when that was. You mean the part that everybody was sleepy for? Yep. We'll get to it. But the crowd was all about the opening WWE Championship match with AJ Styles defending against Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Crowd was popping for everybody. They sure were, and I'm going to be honest, I wish I shared y'all's enthusiasm. Everybody in this match. These are some SmackDown fans. First half of the show is SmackDown. Did you notice that? Sort of. Yeah, well, the first match was just, well, we had the SmackDown world title, then the tag title, then a Rumble. Then we had the Raw tag titles, the, the Raw world title, and then the other Rumble. It was symmetry. Mm-hmm. But yeah, people were into this. This match was cool. I really liked the uh, the interactions with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn tagging in and out constantly. I thought it definitely had good parts, but I don't know. A lot of the match struck me as... Very similar to the sloppiness of the of the first of like all the other Kevin Owens uh, AJ Styles matches from back of the summer, and like I know that again part of that was built into the story, and the ending was supposed to have a fucked finish, but like it still felt sloppy in the way they did, and also fucking AJ's shoulders are down. Yeah, I know, but I think that added to the story. Like, how did... It just... It confuses me 
that these guys can't have a match that doesn't have a weird also, fuck finish. I, I can explain to you why Styles' shoulders being down was okay. But first, I want to say that part of the reason the match... I mean, yeah, the ref was out of position and didn't see it, I guess. But no, that's not why. But uh, yeah, part of the why the match, I, I'm sure you, you weren't crazy about, was with the Kaza tagging in and out, and it was very stop and start. So the match had a lot of trouble gaining momentum. But uh, as regard to the finish, uh, the, I saw that part where they were about to touch fingers, and they clearly did not touch. Which is why I got very confused when Kevin Owens got pinned. I was like, they they never tagged. Why why is he the legal man? This is weird. And why yeah. Styles' shoulders being down was okay was his shoulders were not down for the one count. His shoulders dropped down for the two. So he would have only been down for a two count anyway. So that was Oh I know. I wasn't saying like, you know, oh he should have been counted out. As much as it like, that no, was a double yo. pin. But he kicked, but he kicked out at two, and Owens was down for three. Mm-hmm. That's that's the explanation I have for you. I'm not sure I buy it, and but either way, it's just it just looks sloppy. It just look it just looks sloppy, mm-hmm. and it confuses me that these guys always look sloppy when they have a match together. They're both like it's again to go back to the thing that I said all throughout the summer last year. It confuses me that these are two of the best fucking wrestlers in the company, and they just don't seem to gel together. Fortunately, that's not going to be the WrestleMania match. It'll be just fine. Yeah, true that. Uh, then we had a two out three falls match for the SmackDown tag belts with the Usos against. Cable and Benjamin, and this was a bad match. I, I wasn't g- crazy about this match. Really? Hmm? Because here's the thing, John. Do you want to know a secret? Like, if this was a normal, like, one-on-one match, this would have been good. Mm-hmm. But what's the what's the thing you're trained to, like, expect in a two-out-three falls match when you're in a live crowd? Presumably that it's going to go to three falls. That, and also the first fall means jack shit. So why get invested in the match until after that? That's what happened. The crowd did not care about the first fall. Like, okay, we're going to wait for the next fall. That first fall was really good, though. It was. It just, we weren't invested in it because we knew it wasn't the end of the match. Like, this was a good match. It just was I mean, a hey, live experience. I guess. I just feel like... Part of me feels like that's on you guys, because, I mean, just watching it on TV and just seeing it is like... You know, I, I definitely did have the reaction first. I was like, this is this the first fall? This is really competitive. What's going on here? But, like, I got way into it, because, yeah, it was incredibly exciting, incredibly tense, and really well wrestled. I think these guys all did a great job. I... And then the crowd got weird by this, with the second fall, because do you want to know a secret? What's that, Owen? I don't think that was supposed to happen. Really? It a hundred From our angle... It 100% looked like it, that was not supposed to be a pinfall. Huh. 
But the number one rule, which we, you and I learned from that Emma match, if the ref counts three and someone doesn't break up the pin, it's a three. Yep. Because Chad Gable looked like he was set up to jump off and break up that thing, but he fell short. And then he tried to dive to stop it, but it was already a three. The referee counted it. And the referee had to go, huh. like, like, I'm sorry, you didn't break it up. It's a three. Huh. Yeah. That's it, it, it very much felt like he was supposed to jump off the top rope and break up that fall, but he just missed. I'm, I'm not you sure done I, goof, kid. I don't have reports to confirm if that's what happened or not, but it... That's why the crowd was very confused, like, wait, what? That didn't look right. I mean, I was confused, because I was just like, man, you fucking made these guys look like jabronis. Yep, that, that's why... Two that's, straight that's, falls, fuck. Yeah, that's why I felt... That also adds to why I felt messed up. So there you go. So again, the match was good, it just was a very weird live experience, and the finish was But, then the crowd got excited, because it was... Well, actually, you know what happened first, John? When they showed the graphic for the next match, the crowd gasped. I mean, I don't know that I would have gasped, but like, I definitely looked at the t- TV and was like, Wait, what? They're doing the Rumble now? That's why we gasped. We were like, wait, what? <laughs> we're doing the men's one? We thought the women's would have been first. But we had, but as that, we were stoked. Like, yeah, fuck yeah, the women are going to main event it. That's awesome. Yeah. We were stoked. But but we were like super shocked in the arena at first. Like, oh my god. We're already doing the men's rumble. This is clearly a good idea to put this in the middle of the show. No way this will backfire. What could possibly go wrong? Uh, would you like to know a secret? What's that, Owen? Um, so, I do not think the number one entrant was originally the number one entrant. Really? Because before... If you watch the, uh, the pre-show, here's a little secret for you. If you watch the pre-show... Do you know something weird about the ring during the the uh, the cruiserweight match? But you didn't watch it, did you? No. Uh, the ropes were blue. Huh. The ropes were white for the rest of the show. Why would the ropes be blue? Did they forget the purple ropes? And no. said, ah, it'll be blue. They'll s- same no. thing. No. People thought that, but then we fe- realized... No, we're filming a commercial. We're filming a KFC commercial. Oh no, that thing. The re- everything that you saw in that commercial, like, prior to the ending, was already taped at SmackDown. SmackDown has blue ropes. So this ring also had to have blue ropes. So we just saw The Miz and Rusev in the ring, dress up as colonels, watching the rest of the footage play for the match, and then have to get in the position to line up with how that thing- video ended. And then Ric Flair came out and eliminated them and won the Rumble. But Sure. But when Rusev was leaving after the commercial, 
The crowd was super fucking hot for him chanting Rusev Day. To the fact where he actually came back out and was like shaking his arms like to the beat of it. Like the crowd was super stoked for Rusev. Well, yeah, because it's fucking Rusev. So I think they decided to move him to be the first entrance so we could get get rolling. Because he, because Aiden English came out and the crowd was super stoked for Rusev. The fact, did you like the part where Aiden English asked us what day it was and then we all yelled it was Rusev Day? I am quite aware. It, it was Rusev Day. It was- I'm quite aware of all of the Rusev Day chants that happened, including when Aiden English entered. Also, what the fuck is his entrance theme? It's that weird operatic thingy. I know, it's so weird! What the yeah, fuck? it is weird. It's why he rarely uses it. And also when Lana was wrestling. Which yes. was kind of fucked up and sexist, but you know. I, you know what? It, I don't think... I thought that too, but the more... Because I was also yelling people to stop, but then the more I thought about it, I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Whatever. I do like Rusev Day. And to be fair, the Michelle McCool part where they were chanting Undertaker... She was fucking being Lady Undertaker and eliminating everybody. She earned that chant. That was some, you know, go, booking myself, put put myself over bullshit. I don't know. I like Michelle McCool, but even that was kind of fucked up. Yeah. Michelle anyway, McCool's great. We'll, we'll talk about her in a minute, but uh, yeah, Rusev and Finn Balor started off. And then we got uh, Rhino. For the ECW chance, and he was the only ECW guy. It was weird. No, no Tommy Dreamer. No Sandman. Thank God. Why? Stop letting Tommy Dreamer wrestle! Run his own thing now, it's fine. He doesn't have a brain anymore! Then he concussed it out of his head! Then what's, what's the damage then? He's already got no brain, he's fine. No! I don't want to watch Tommy Dreamer be like a broken husk of a man. It makes me sad. Nice at the show that I went to. He doesn't know what year it is. Baron Corbin was number four. He decided to murder everyone when he got eliminated. He sure did, and then he murdered Heath Slater. That was great. The the, the Heath Slater bit was Everyone murdered Heath Slater. Fun fact for uh, the the pool and Slayer's official time. He does not count as being in the match until he enters the ring. Yeah, and I know. He, no, he he's was only in the match for like fucking a minute or something. Like thirty three seconds. Longer than Seamus, which is what matters. Yeah. But yeah, Baron Corbin laying everyone out to set up the Elias bit was incredible. No, Elias kicks him in the face, and then just plays his guitar. It's great. That's it's a perfect way to get a, a, an Elias uh, segment into the match. Yep. But then the person that came out to interrupt him, holy shit, was fucking awesome because it was fucking Andrade Cien Almas. Right. That was awesome. I kick fucking Slater in the face. Of course you did. Everyone, everyone did that. But yeah, Almas being there was amazing and a huge shock, and the crowd was super into him. Uh, then Bray Wyatt came in at number eight, and you know he, nah. he did whatever. Into him. What? You guys seemed into him. I, I mean, I people waved their phones, but like, uh, 
Uh, Big E was number nine. Ty Dillinger was number ten. Were you but just... oh no! Oh no! Kevin Owens is the same as Aaron. Like Ashley, now you're dead. And Ty Dillinger did the Ty Dillinger thing and lost. Yep, he lost before he even lost. And uh, Sami Zayn <laughs> took his place. But hey, he still was number ten again, so that's all that matters. I thought it would be funnier if he was eleven. I've been fucked up. I know. Uh, Sheamus was eleven, and he got eliminated like immediately. Man, I wish time mattered. Oh yeah, no, he didn't matter on SmackDown. I mean, he did have a nice, he did a nice promo, but yeah. Uh, Xavier Woods at number twelve, as we're starting to fill out the new day. You forgot Big E was in was in there too. No, I said I said Big E number nine. Right before oh. Ty. Is everyone Get Slater the pancakes, though. We don't need to talk about the pancakes yet. Fun fact, Big But e he had... fed Slater pancakes! John, did you know Big E had, like, extra pancakes in his singlet that while he was wrestling in the Rumble, they fell out and the referee had to get rid of them? Nice. It was very funny. You can see him coming out, like... The lower part of his singlet. It's like that's very gross. It's like right on your butt, but oh well. Yeah, then uh, Apollo Cruz was thirteen, and the crowd got mild. It was Apollo Cruz? Hey, it's that guy. Shinsuke Nakamura at number fourteen. He's kind of a big deal. It's that guy. Cesaro is fifteen. It's like uh, it's Cesaro. He kind of doesn't matter anymore. But he's so good at the punches. Yeah, I wish he did punches that mattered, though. They look real good, though. Kofi was in the 16. He got to do his spot, which was really good. It was pretty dumb. He was saved by Z Xavier, and then he got saved by a plate of pancakes. I liked it. And I liked that the women's also had their own version of it. That was fun. It was a really fun spot. I just wish that it didn't also involve fucking Ginger eliminating the other two New Day members. Yeah, well, Ginger had to do something, I guess. Motherfucking Ginger. But then also, almost as smart as fuck. Yep. Almost is like, I'm actually going to throw you over the other side. Where the things aren't there to help you. You know, not to skip ahead, but honestly, watching them do the Kofi spot with someone else in the women's division just kind of made it really crystal to me how much it bums me out that, like, Kofi's probably never going to win a Rumble. I mean, he's never going to win a Rumble, come on. But he fucking should. For all the dumb, crazy shit they've made him do to, like, avoid elimination... For like fucking almost ten years now, they just Not, fucking give him one. No, if anything, they'd give him a, the money in the bank briefcase. They're not gonna give him a main event spot at WrestleMania, but a briefcase I could see the New Day having. I guess. But yeah, Jinder was nine. It was seventeen. Seth Rollins and his stupid flame pants were eighteen. Uh, excuse me, Seth Rollins' flame pants were fucking awesome, and I loved them. I didn't like them at all. 
I love when he came out and the or when he was his entrance was just the man yelling "Burn it down." Yeah, a lot of people had really weird abridged versions of the themes. It was really funny. Uh, his flame pants are cooler. You were wrong. Nope. Uh, also, why did why did Jinder have only one sing brother? The other one towards ACL. Oh no. Yeah, uh, Matt Hardy was nineteen. No one cared. Him and Bray Wyatt working together was stupid. They eliminated each other and no one cared. When he was free agent John Cena, he's... Do you like the John Cena? Yeah, but he doesn't like the Elias and that makes me sad. Well, he had to eliminate. It was Elias said he was going to eliminate John Cena. I appreciate that Elias was in this match for a while. Yep, 21 was a great surprise. This is really funny. The hurricane showing up for like a second. And doing a bit with John Cena as a callback. It was real fun. But I wish he would have stayed in longer. That's the only thing. Yeah, it was kind of a bummer that like they just kind of used him as the joke spot. Yeah. But then their other surprise entrance was fucking amazing, so whatever. I'll, I'll, I'll let them have the hurricane as a joke one. But yeah, uh, 22 was Aiden English, who got the Rusev Day treatment. It is just disappointing because, you know, Shane Helms can still go. True. 23, I lost my mind when all of a sudden they, it, the screen said, Shock the system. Shock the system. It was so fucking cool. When it's like, they did this, like, yeah, oh, sick. And it seemed like you guys were fucking hyped too. But yeah, it's fucking Adam Cole and his fucked up ribs. I love he was selling the injuries. It was so good. I don't know if he was selling it so much as just... Yo, did you see that fucking chair drop? He was he was playing it up, is what I'm getting at. Uh, that shit just looked like it hurt. It did. 24 was Randy Orton. Whatever. What the fuck is going on with Randy's hair? I, I, I mentioned it last week. It's growing out. I don't like it. It's so long. What? It's so weird looking. He looks uh, yeah, like I, fucking young again, but old. Yeah, I don't like it. 25 was Titus. Whatever. Worldwide. 26 was The Miz. He didn't really do much. He didn't, but it's The Miz, and I don't like The Miz. 27 was a huge surprise. I did not see this coming. I did not see this coming either, and when it happened, I was like, oh shit! Not only the fact that it was Rey Mysterio... But Rey Mysterio looking jacked as fuck. He looks so fucking good! Like, he was real depressing at the end before when he was just wearing a shirt because he just, you know, didn't have the physique. But, yo, know, he had his I, shirt off and he looked fucking ripped. I don't know what the fuck happened. Rey has looked better. Rey looked better than he has in a long fucking time. He looked better than he did in Lucha Underground. He looked like WCW Rey Mysterio. It was nuts. Yeah. Yeah, they should sign him. He's not signed right now. They should He's not sign signed. him. <clears throat> sign him and keep him away from 205 Live. Oh, man. Keep him far away from it. 28 was Roman Reigns. Boo. 
was so cool that Ray was in such great shape, though. I, I can't stress that enough. It's just, it was oh, yeah. mind blowing how was, good he looked. So, I was so happy with that. Um, Gold Dust was 29, which is weird. Why, why was Because you know what that set me up to think that was number 30 was, and it was a really stupid thing for me to think. What did it start getting you to think? I was thinking, oh shit, what if Cody's 30? Also, why not have Goldust be 29? Goldust is cool. I know, but I, I want him to be in the match longer. But also, that made me think that 30 was going to be Cody. I was like, that'd be fucking crazy if that happened. And I they thought, had all those people chanted Daniel Bryan. They did, I chanted Daniel Bryan. And you know what happened? Game over, return of Ziggler. Yeah. And, what uh, the fuck? I mean, I... In hindsight, I feel like I should have had a, a worse reaction to it than I really did. Because, yeah, when it happened, it was just like... Hey, uh, oh. Oh, it's Dolph's back. Yeah. Okay. Uh, break. And it seemed like that's how you guys felt, too. But I, I feel like I should have been more like, Oh, this fucking guy... Yeah, but Cartel Breaker twenty one in the chat says, "Imagine if Dolph did win." Now I'm good. I was thinking about this actually. That man, remember when like fucking four years ago, five years ago, Dolph was like my favorite fucking wrestler. Yeah, he was so fucking cool and exciting, and like, and then he lost all the time. And he just started being so unfucking motivated and just like apathetic to everything. And which, you know, granted, I, I can't blame him considering it's like, hey, they keep telling you to fucking work super hard and do all this shit and they'll give you the fucking ball and run with you, but they're never going to fucking do it with him. He's been doing this shit for like 11 years now. They're not going to fucking give it to him. Yeah. I. I I here's the thing though. Uh they did the whole thing where he dropped the US title and then he just fucking shows up here and then SmackDown rolls around and where's Dolph Ziggler? He was not on SmackDown. Seriously? He was not on SmackDown. I mean, in fairness though, for the amount he did he might as well not have been in the rumble. Mm -hmm. He didn't do a goddamn thing. Like, he hit a zigzag on Nakamura and, like, threw a couple super kicks and then, like, fucking. Well, he was in the match for, like, what, two minutes before getting eliminated by I don't even remember who? Um. Was it Roman Reigns or something? No, it was Finn. Finn eliminated him. Yeah. Like, the, I don't understand why he didn't return to challenge for the U.S. title. That he never lost. Like, that would have been the spot to put him in. 30th in the Rumble seemed like a huge waste of time. And I'm just glad that the crowd didn't turn on the match after he showed up. They were just like, whatever. Yeah. This Rumble Because it's cool. like, what else could you say other than, oh. Oh, it's you. We're like, yeah, this Rumble's cool. It's fine. We don't need Danny <coughs> Bryan in it. Because... We have Finn Balor or Shinsuke Nakamura winning it, or oh god, what if it's Roman Reigns or John Cena? Which is yeah, the I mean, final the four! Day, like... That was the final four, John. It was.
I think only one person in our pool picked that. Everyone else had two or three out of the four. Huzzah! Because my four, instead of Tina, had Danny Bryan. Whoopsies. I was wrong. Yeah, I never believed this Daniel Bryan thing was going to happen. Uh, the chat says, uh, what sucks is Dolph was probably pissed at the idea of dropping the title. Imagine what he was feeling after hearing the idea. Are we sure that that wasn't his idea? Did you hear anything about the whole reason Dolph Ziggler dropped the U.S. title? No, I know nothing except what you told me, which is... thought he was just taking time off. And they need, and it was a swerve for him to even win the belt in the first place. So the fact that he just dropped the title was a way to transition into this title tournament, which should have ended with Mojo versus uh, Bobby Roode, which is the match we got on Sunday. That we had this whole gender BS, which was a terrible, terrible episode of SmackDown. Oh come on, man! Gender is the. The former champion, he's the best, clearly, of wrestlers. Oh. Anywho, John, we should just speed up, speed through this and say that, uh... Yeah, this is taking way too long. They've really made people want to get upset about Roman Reigns, but then he lost, and she's gonna knock more one! Yay! He's gonna fight Styles and Mania, yay! It's a dream match, can't wait. I'm actually really excited for it. I am too. I like what they're doing on SmackDown, which we'll talk about. The Raw Tag Match! Wanking motion. Hey, John. this I think this is the the least excited a crowd has ever been for a title change in the history of WWE. As in, we had zero reaction when it happened. Yep. Like, I was checking my phone the entire time during this match. Oscar got up and went and got something to drink. I the thing was we were spent after a rumble because it was an hour of us yelling. Yeah, it's a fucking Royal Rumble. So we're like, we're good. We don't. It's Jason Jordan. He's injured. Who cares? So you know, you know that is right? Jordan actually injured? Yeah, that's why he, it was, Rollins worked the whole match. That's what happened. What what happened to him? I don't know. Oh, I know that he was injured at some point, and that's why they dropped the belts. But the thing that I don't get about this is motherfucking Sheamus is still injured. I mean, he's like, it's not that bad because he's actually like doing treatment for his neck on the road, so he's working through it. Okay, I mean, it just I, seems I like Roman. I, I know, I don't, I don't get it either. He's crazy. Point is, are the champions? Hooray! The Brock Lesnar Kane Braun Strowman match was a whole bunch of nothing, but uh, I did like, I did like the cool spots with the weapons. Because hey, yeah, yeah, it had like some tables. okay spots. People yeah, like it had some good spots, like. What about the part where uh, Braun Strowman need Brock Lesnar in the face for realsies? Yeah, they started just like and Lesnar started cursing him out, so they had to bleep, and then Lesnar decided to give Braun these hands by punching him in the face for realsies. Gave him a receipt. That's what you get, man. 
I wonder what happened there if, like, Braun just fucked up and need him yeah, on he accident. Yeah, fucked up, but you don't fuck up with Brock Lesnar because he will, he will hit you for reals. point is, Brock I mean, Lesnar won because, of course, he fucking did. Duh. I mean, shit, Braun's pretty strong. I'm sure he just, like, took those hits and was just like, whatever. Talk about Braun. Braun had a really good rest of the week. And then we had uh, the women's uh, Royal Rumble, which we do not need to go through every person that was in the match, aside from the uh, you know the surprises. There are a lot of people that they had to pull up, pull in for this match. Which, right. and I get it. Like you know, a lot of the whole thing was that like, yo, there's all these fucking legends who have never been will do this while you still have them. Just fucking put them in there, especially when you don't have a roster that's all that big. But. I don't know, it was kind of disappointing to me that, like, I felt like most of the people in the match were people that had no chance of winning because they're people that are not really, you know, active wrestlers or people that are signed with the company. I, I like the surprises. They were, everyone popped for them. Like, we had Lita who came out, and I... Oh, Lita, and Lita looked fucking great! She had not competed in a ring since Survivor Series 2006. Which, fun fact, John, that was her retirement. It was also in the same building. She retired at the at the Wells Fargo Center. Which was named something else at that time. But yeah. How's she was fucking snack? great. How's that snack, John? It's great. What about Kyrie Sane showing up and doing those elbows? I those elbows look really awesome. They look cool. Kyrie's entrance looked great in that you know, arena. She's the pirate princess, and that's dope. Her elimination I... was hilarious. Yeah, her elimination was pretty good. I don't think that was supposed to happen. But I kind of like hope it was. Yeah, I don't know. Do you know what how she got eliminated? Yeah, but remind me of the audience at home. She was sitting on the top rope, and then Dana Brooke pushed her, and she, she tumbled out of the ring. <laughs> it's really good. It's Which really I feel like good. she was supposed to catch herself, but she decided, nah, I'm good. Nah, I'm gonna go take a nap now, bye. Uh, Tori Walson showed up and did some moves, which I was shocked at. Yeah. I was really surprised that she actually like, stayed in for a while. I was like, wow, okay, Tori, you go. Okay. I was into it. Molly Holly fucking doing the Molly go round. What the fuck? So, like, check me out. I'm a mom. Yeah, but also she's, like, really good. Angry mom. Yeah. Uh, what else did we have? We had uh, Michelle McCool, which I talked about, was Lady Undertaker. She looked real good. She eliminated five people. Three of them were, like, instantly. It was nuts. One of my favorite surprises, though, was Vicky Guerrero showing up. That was so good. crowd was, was so loud popping for that. It was so good. It was good. a way better comedy spot than the Hurricane stuff in the yeah, men's match. I love this. This was a perfect use of her. She just came in, did her bit, and then got through out. It was, it was great. It was hilarious. Kelly Kelly was really funny because she's not very good at the wrestling. She's fucking awful. 
She's always been awful, but I, but I enjoy. I appreciated it. You know what the best part was? What? When she got in the ring for a second, she did a few things. Uh, she got thrown through the ropes. I think she was supposed to jump over the rope and get eliminated, and she got caught up and couldn't jump over the rope. So she had to stay in the match for an extra five minutes. Great. And she's like, I don't know how to do wrestle moves. Why am I here? Oh, God, someone eliminate me. And everyone decided, nah, we're going to make you keep wrestling. Wonderful. I, it was really funny because I, I saw her like trying to jump over the rope at the very beginning. And she just could not say, <laughs> like, ah, okay, I'm in the match. Yo, I'm going to keep this, this uh, hoodie on, though, which was the best part. Yes, you do. Take the hoodie off and wrestle. Don't wear the hoodie while you wrestle. Cold. Jacqueline was a nice surprise. She she wasn't there for long. Yeah, like I love me some Miss Jacqueline, but for the amount that they used her, it kind of in a way it was kind of like shit. But maybe she just wasn't able to go that much, so it worked out. Yeah, I suppose. Ember Moon with her broken arm was awesome. Yep, that was great. I love that. I don't understand. I was like, wow, they're they're actually doing this, even with her fucked up arm. I don't understand why she did a one-armed eclipse. Yet she couldn't do that the night before when she had a fucked up arm, and it would have like been a way better idea than using both. Because remember, that's why she couldn't get the pinfall on, because she's like, oh no, I used both my arms. You know, I saw it more as like, she landed on her... Her fucked up arm, and that's why she was couldn't go for the pin. No, I, well, I it was right in front of me. She used both arms, and then she realized, "Ow, oh, I was a mistake. Why would I have done that?" That's just because she wasn't thinking. Uh, Beth Phoenix was a great uh, surprise. She looked awesome. She looked just like the way back in the day, and that uh, she had some really fun spots, including the stare down with the uh, Nijax and uh, the. Rejoining up with Italia only to get screwed by her. Italia's such a jerk! Yep. Then, it's like, come on, you guys were pinned up strong. Yep. Uh, the Bella Twins were an actual surprise. Like, yeah, that's true. Like, Nikki, I'm like, oh, that's fun. And then when Brie came in, I was like, what? And Brie, It's like, god damn it. Like, of course. Surprised. But, god, fuck. Legitimately surprised it was both of them. <clears throat> and then 30 was Trish. Which, which I felt like I should have expected. They put it's her, like, when they happened, it was like, oh, I should have seen this coming. They put her in that spot because they they knew that the crowd couldn't get mad that it wasn't Rhonda. Because it's Trish. And I, I that's how I felt. I'm like, you know what? Sure. I like Trish. Yeah, Let's who's going to say no to fucking Trish Stratus? Come on. Like, the only thing you, way you could have done that better is if you switched her and Lita. Personally speaking. I think they were in the right spots. But, uh... I love the fact that the Bree, that uh, Nikki and Bree were the one, two of the last four. Just to mess with people. I feel like the final fours, they intentionally were trying to troll people. Yeah. With Roman Reigns and John Cena in the one, and then the Bellas in the other. Oh, yeah. And then, of course, Brie got screwed by Nikki, because of course she was. Because she wished she had died in the womb. Nikki always sucked. 
But then Asuka won because Asuka, so of course she won. Yeah. It was the right choice. But John, who's she gonna challenge at the WrestleMania? The problem is I still don't fucking know. Because they also don't know. They're still figuring out what's going on with the matches. Well, they should probably figure that out soon. Because the whole thing... Oh, wait. Ronda Rousey's also here, and she's also pointing at the WrestleMania sign. What does it mean? We're out of time. See you on Thunder. What did you say? You cut out there. I said we're out of time. See you on Thunder. Nope. That is not happening. But, uh... Yeah... I, I know what could possibly happen, but the reports that I'm hearing I don't like as much as the reports I had heard from other people. I want to hear them both. I mean, I, I think I know them. You want to hear the some things. Uh, I assume, is it the, the, the her and The Rock versus yep. Trips and Steph? Which they don't know if The Rock's available. That's, so that's... If that ends up being a singles match, that is going to be terrible. That's a, a horrible... Oh, sure will be. Because Stephanie can't carry her into a match? Come on. I mean... She did a pretty good job with Brie. Eh. I don't know if Ronda... But Brie, at least, is an actual wrestler. Ronda Rousey's never competed in front of a crowd. Yeah, true, but is Brie that much better? Yes. You're under. I don't her. know about that. I don't know. She was trained by Danny Bryan. You can only do so much. Again, I just don't have the faith in that singles match or that tag match. I'm not saying I want it to happen. Like now, Christ, I'm not. One that, you want to hear the one that I've that sounds way more appealing to me that I've heard from some people. I assume it's going to be you're you're going the thing you heard is that she's going to challenge Charlotte. Yes. With Asuka challenging the winner of the Elimination Chamber. Which will probably be Blissey. It might not be. I feel like it's going to be Blissey. I mean, they could they could do uh, Nia Jax. Or they could do Sasha. That would be a shit. She would be a shitty transitional champion. I know. Like, I'm saying it's, it's probably <clears throat> bliss, but we've already had that match on you know live on free TV. So, also, I mean, you know, they just they did they did one of those matches already. We'll get to it, but yeah, but if this, if the Stephanie match happens, I could see Oscar actually challenging Charlotte. I could see happening. But again, this is all speculation. The people I've talked to don't have any clear ideas because all of this is constantly changing because it's WrestleMania season. Also, fuck that. You get both the Japanese guys? Yeah. Who on one? You, no. You get Kyrie Sane. There, is that fine. Better? There you go. No, it's not, but fine. All right, let's let's quickly talk about. The, well, first, you know, I'm going to give NXT and Royal Rumble both uh, thumbs up. What about you? 
Yeah, was that ever in question? They were both fucking great. Yes. Let's uh, let's quickly go through like any things you want to mention from Raw. I like the new video stuff. I can't wait for the new theme song and the intro. Yeah, the package is real. Co- the new packaging is real cool. I like it. I think it looks really slick and neat. And I thought it was a great change. Co- we we said Coachman's terrible. Coachman ain't good. Uh, he's not bad, but he's not good. They had the shortest last man standing match in WWE history. Yes, they did. With Kane destroying the announce thing. Which, I don't understand why they left it like that the whole show. Why couldn't they just put it back? Why did they have to build another table at ringside? Because work. Whatever. One of my favorite things at TakeOver was that during the Extreme Rules match, they destroyed the table. Right? They announced the table? Mm -hmm. They, They built a second one. It was slightly to the right. And... And to the side of it was the carnage of the old table. <laughs> I thought that was amazing. I'm like, they just slightly moved the table and just put the, the rubbish there. That's perfect. Good job. Um, Nailed it. I don't know why Elias is in the chamber. Because fuck yeah, he is! Weird. What if he? No, it's not weird. It's so he can hang out and play fucking guitar in the goddamn pods. I know, I know that, but also, and I'm so fucking excited. I feel like one of the two... also fuck Matt Hardy. Well, yeah, of course, but I feel like one of the two spot, uh, one of the both of the people in the main event of this raw should be in the in the chamber. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm pissed off about Finn. Yeah, John Cena fucking buried Finn. Yay. He didn't bury Finn. That's he, he not a, a fair statement. He said you can't see me. I'm I'm part timer Cena man. I need I need to carry the belt around with me because I'm a part timer. Only part timers can win the belt. I, I Only part timers can win the belt. See, Goldberg, then Brock Lesnar, and now John Cena. Well, don't worry your pretty little head, because fucking Roman's gonna have it in, like, fucking three months, so oh, get hyped say, for that. I thought you were gonna say Elias was gonna have it, and I'd be like, okay, I'm on board. No, because this is WWE, and we don't get nice things. What if Elias wins it, and then he 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 goes all the way, and he turns the belt into a guitar? That way he's not yes. pretending to play it. He is actually playing it. Yes. Okay. Go, go on. That's that's it. That's how you do it. Make him book it. Make him champ. Sure. Let's do it. Anything else from Raw? Yeah, man. This fucking Sasha match was awesome. No, Sasha it wasn't. Sasha died. Sasha-, Sasha needs to kind of die in her matches. To fucking make him super hype. I don't know why it is, but, like, someone pointed it out, and they're absolutely right. No, but not, like, dying like that, like, going face-first into the LED board. That was bad. Yeah, well, you know. That was really bad. Sasha needs to stop. Sasha, stop wrestling. 
You're gonna kill yourself. Either that or Charlotte is gonna kill you. Remember that? Remember when Charlotte killed her at SummerSlam? Yeah, I do remember. My yeah. answer was gonna be why not both? I thought you were gonna say your answer was uh, Sasha's president. I mean, she is, but it's kind of it has nothing to do with it. I mean, you had that sign, and then she died. Yeah, she was assassinated. Technically, uh, fair. She was assassinated by that coward, Charlotte Flair. Anything else from Raw? Because remember, here's a little secret. I knew Raw was going to be bad, so I drank very heavily before the show, and then I went and sat in kind of decent, crappy, decent seats, and kept drinking. So I don't remember a lot of this show. They had an opening segment that was supposed to be about Asuka picking who her opponent is and was about Stephanie. Of course it was. Everything is about Stephanie. Didn't you know this? Trust me, John, I know. She shook my hand and told me so. That's not what she actually told me. Yeah. Who's your favorite tag team, Owen? Mine is being creative. Well, how about your new favorite tag team, the Titus Worldwide? No. John. Here's the thing. We didn't give a shit when they won the belt, when the the bar won the belts. You think we're going to give a shit when they fight a team that has 0% chance of winning? The crowd was but quiet the again. the Apollo Crews, he's, he's excited. John, the crowd reacted to nothing in this match. Titus O'Neil, the dog man, he goes a hara, hara, hara. Yeah, we didn't react to it. What about the revival? Oh no, they're talking about they're using internet wrestling lingo. Oh shit! Watch out! When you're internet wrestling lingo, you're internet wrestling lingo for life. Nope. Oh man, references. John, the crowd's gonna get themselves over. Omg. I I don't think I like where the revival's going. I'm mostly just confused as to where the revival's going, to be quite honest. they just be top guys and clink belts and, you know, just be good at wrestling? Wouldn't it be cool? Yeah. But it's not happening. The Rom Rams had had his rematch against The Miz. So what? It happened. That's that's all. Okay. We're talking about things that happened. That is a thing that happened. I said, was there anything you want to talk about that you care about? I thought it was a fine match. I don't remember it. I was drunk. All I know is the Miz won because of course he won. It was fine. It it was better. It was not as good as the last one, but it was fine. Okay. How would you give the raw? I I can't grade it. I give it a eh out of whatever. Fair. That's fair. 
Want to hear about SmackDown? Sure. Was that also an eh out of whatever? No, that was good. And how drunk were you? I was sober for this one, because I was, like, well, down on the floor behind the announce team. Well, you fucked up. The show was great. Except for, you know, apparently the people at home got fucked up things. Like, Nakamura during his entrance. I'm sure you didn't see this, because it's fucking hilarious. You know, when in his entrance, when he, like, you know, falls backward on the rope? Yeah. Well, when he did that, across the screen in giant red letters, scrolled... Rockstar. Sure. It just overlaid it, just that in giant letters across the screen said Rockstar. I mean, he is. Also, the, the Usos, when they did their promo, every time they talk about team get locked up, there was in the in the in the in the arena, it sounded like just like a cell closing, but there was a graphic, an overlaid graphic of a cell closing every time they said it. What? Yep. Wait, what the fuck? I don't know what they're doing, John. They're doing weird graph overlay shit on SmackDown. I I think I'm I think I'm into it because it's something different. It's weird. This sounds like fucking garbage. I don't know. I'm gonna give it a chance because it's you know it's WWE presenting something different. I I would like their presentation to be different, please. Uh, Daniel, I don't know about this one. Daniel Bryan introduced the SmackDown uh, Top 10. Okay. And I don't know if this is kayfabe or not. But apparently... What is this, the fucking NXT rankings? No, apparently what it is is the locker room, if, if, which is everyone except for Shane and, and uh, Daniel, are going to vote on their uh, their favorite... You know, who who is, like, the, the top superstars on the brand? And, uh... They're going to calculate every week, and then that'll help them determine who gets opportunities and booked on the show and stuff, and gets up and all that. And the rule is that it's based on you know in-ring work, locker room leadership, you know, overall attitude. That's interesting. And my dick. And also, you can't vote for yourself. Seems interesting if they actually like do this for really and not in kayfabe. I think it could be a really cool idea, and help, I mean, and help and help give people like Ty Dillinger opportunities on the show because they're really good. My guess is it's going to be all in kayfabe. I don't know the way the the when they use the term locker room leadership, that made me think maybe this is real. That's a weird thing to being to have in kayfabe. But it's also a weird thing to be fucking acknowledging on your television show. I don't know. I think it's cool. It's a land of opportunity. Also, uh, remember that opening Protect seg- the business. Remember that opening segment where I had Shinsuke Nakamura doing the weird rock star entrance? Yes. He, uh, he thought about kneeing everybody in the face, and then he's going to beat AJ Styles at WrestleMania. But Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are like, well, actually, fuck you. We should be the champions because the referee fucked up. Well, they're not wrong. And also, yep. And then AJ Styles came out and says, uh, well, how about fuck you? We're going to have this dream match. But how about tonight we ha- we make this a dream team and fight you two? And they said, nope. But Danny Bryan then said, yep. 
And then he's like, well, here, I'm at this, since you guys want a title shot so badly. I, I guess you guys earn it. You can have your title shot at Fastlane. <laughs> Except here's the thing, though, John. They need to earn the title shot, so they have to have a No More Contenders match next week. Oh, no! Who do you think, do you think they're fighting? Each other! Yep. They're fighting each other. Which I'm pretty into. Which led to some really cool stuff at the end of the show. Uh, there was a fatal four-way for a number of contendership to the U.S. title. It was Kofi Kingston. What about the open challenge? It's just a one open challenge. The name of a number of contenders. Shut up, John. What? What about Kofi Kingston? You like him? He's He does rumble spots. You what? told me he'll never win the rumbles, so now I don't care about Kofi Kingston. What about Jinder Mahal? No! Kill it with fire! What about Zack Ryder? Also kill it with fire! What about Rusev? He has a day, so, you know. What if I told you that Rusev won? And now he gets to fight for the title on Rusev Day. Which is next week. I, I, I like this. I want Rusev to get the title back. Remember when he had the title twice? He should get that again on Rusev Day. He's given the belt. Also, there's a good... You know, you know those weird, you know, kind of handheld camera promos that they've been doing? They actually did some where they weren't holding the camera th themselves, including a really good one with Bobby Roode, where he talked about, you know, being a champion and all, his calendar gets pretty full. And you see next Tuesday circled as Rusev Day. And on the rest of the days, he spells out the word glorious, because it's seven letters. <clears throat> and I'll get it, because the O is the third letter. Okay, on the calendar. Get it? Cool. It was fun. I like that promo. The Fashion Files were on SmackDown, for realsies. Don't believe it. It was just such an... Brazango... <coughs> With this table with three laptops set up for some reason. L searching Twitter for questions. For a Q&A. And Gable and Benjamin showed up and it's like, What the fuck you- d Why- Why are the fashion files still a thing? Fuck you. It's a good question, actually, guys. Yeah, you guys suck. What- If you guys think you're a real tag team, and not just an embarrassment to the division, why don't you fight us tonight? Well, then, damn, when you put it that way. Then then they flipped the table with the laptops. Oh. And the Look best... Those laptops alone. The, the laptops best, didn't do anything to you. The best line was Fandango under his breath saying that it was his mom's laptop. Just very, like... Very under his breath, it was really good. But then, man, I got to see Brazango wrestle, and they fucking got squashed. Yay! I'm so glad that this team is being well utilized. Well, they're utilized well in the backstage things. I like that. When they're allowed to be on television. Um. Yep. Then we got um the main event, which was Owens and Zayn taking on. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura and AJ Styles. It doesn't feel 
like a lot happened in this episode. Why well, I skipped over, you know, things that didn't matter. Well, like what? Front. I don't remember. It's... I feel like maybe I did cover everything. I covered okay. I covered right. the Usos promo. Oh, yeah, the Bludgeon Brothers showed up and th- something. They bu- they beat up jobbers, and one of the jobbers was Drew Gulak's brother. Oh. But yeah, because. The great line was Gulak on Twitter saying, I feel bad for whoever's going to fight the Bludgeon Brothers next. When he <laughs> knew that it was his brother. But yes, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to speed things up since the show's running long, John. But Good the point of this match was Kevin, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn not being on the same page and like slapping each other to tag in. And then Sami Zayn's going, actually, fuck you, I'm leaving. No. So Owens had to have the reverse of Sunday and fight both of them, which he did fine at. Then Zane came back, and then he got mad again. Zane said, "I'm leaving again." And then Nakamura hit the Kinshasa and beat, beat him. Sammy, why are you jerk? Kevin, love you. No, you know why Sammy was doing that. You know why, right? No. Because as soon as the show ended, they had to change the ring and set up for a mixed match challenge. And then Sami Zayn's <laughs> music hit, and he came back out. <laughs> oh, right. Because he was on Team Ginger Snaps. With Becky Lynch. And they were dancing to his music. This. It was great. You don't watch the mixed match challenge, but these are really fun. Especially the part where... Uh, Becky Lynch was high-fiving people in the crowd, and Sami Zayn did not want to, so literally, Becky had to grab his hand and by, by the wrist and hold his hand out to take high-fives. And he's, sure. like, no. he's like, no, I hate this. It sucks. Boo! I'm a bad guy. And then they took on the team of Braun Strowman and Alexa Bliss. Which, they showed a, a, a video of Braun Strowman trying to prepare Alexa Bliss for the match. You know how? No. By training her to flip a car. Oh, sure. Guess As what? you do. Guess what? She, she could not do it. Can't believe the tiny woman was unable to flip a car. Yeah, but the the thing was they had uh, they had set up that the crowd, the fans on uh, Facebook voted who started the match. And because it was uh, Becky Lynch's birthday, for realsies, they voted for her. Aww. Guess what percent she got? I'm aware of what percent. It's pretty nice. It's pretty, it's pretty nice. <clears throat> but yeah, the, the match was these two wrestling while uh, you know, the crowd was singing happy birthday to Becky Lynch, which was fun. And Sami Zayn kept not wanting to get tagged in. Because he knew, he knew what was going to happen. Because of tag rules, that would mean he had to face Roman. I remember when they fought. And uh, the crowd at one point got impatient and started chanting, we want Strowman, and Sami Zayn's on the top rope yelling, no you don't. You're not getting them. Nope. But then, of course, the tag happened and Sami Zayn got fucking trucked. Unfortunately, he could tag out fast enough. I don't have to go into detail. This match is a ton of fun watching these two team up. Like, there's a lot of, like, talking in the match, and you should check it out. They were really good. And uh, the finish was 
Alexa Bliss getting on top of Braun Strowman's shoulders and doing the Twisted Bliss off top of him. Sure. It looks incredible. Only Raw people have won this. True. Did you hear about the, the promo afterward? No. Uh, Alexa Bliss pointed out that uh, it was all her plan that they won. And Braun Strowman says, yeah, yeah, it's true that she's smaller than me, but her personality is just as big as I am. Aww. And uh, you know, professionally, we get along very well. But personally, she's kind of cute. Aww. And then Alexa said, I, I think you're kind of cute, too. Aww. And then the crowd chanted, get these hands. Wow. And then Alexa Bliss said that, that she and Strowman were going to go all the way. And, Strom- and then they zoomed in on Strowman's face, who looked very happy about this. And, okay. the crowd, and the crowd was chanting yes. Okay. And then she said all the way to the finals, and then the crowd booed. <laughs> <laughs> and then proceeded to chant all the way. <clears throat> God damn it. It was very good. I love this. I love this. It's so. I love the mixed match challenge. It's so good. And then the last thing we need to talk about, John, is I. I know. I'm going to talk about 205 Live because it was an important episode. I don't want to talk about things anymore. Well, Danny Bryan announced they have a new GM. Do you know about yes. the, the Rockstar Spud? I I have seen some of the Rockstar Spud in the past. Yes, he's, he's now. I don't really know him super well, but... He's wearing a suit and a bow tie, and he's named Drake Maverick. And he's actually really good in this role. Sure. He said, we need a new champ. Fuck that old guy. We're going to have a 16-man tournament, and the finals are going to culminate at WrestleMania. Sure. And we had a match between Grand Metalik and Cedric Alexander that was really good. I wonder who won that one. Cedric Alexander won. I can't believe it. But then the match after that, John. But well, also there was a segment with Drew Gulak trying to give him like flowers to get on his good side, and the crowd popped huge for Gulak because that's what you do. And it's Gulak. And then there was a promo with TJP saying, "Why am I in this tournament? I'm the, I was the first ever champion." Because you are a garbage man. And. uh... Drake showed up and says, "That's well, the thing is, that was like 100 years ago, so fuck you. Stop being a whiny... Don't be the TJP that's a whiny bitch, instead be the TJP that won that tournament and is actually good at wrestling. Damn. And he had a match with Tyler Bate. And this match was fucking awesome! What's Tyler Bate doing there? He's cruiserweight. He weighs under 205. I guess Well, so. he was there for the weekend because of the NXT, so you mm. I'll vessel. This match was so good. It was an NXT... It was, it was a 205 match with the crowd actually, like, cheering and shit during it. And the best part was when Tyler Bate... Or it was either one of them did a dive to the outside and the crowd chanted 205. Like, like they do for NXT. It was really funny. Sure. Anyway, this match is great. You should watch it. I know it's crazy. <clears throat> Great 205 match. I think they're turning the show around because it's now only 35 minutes to 7 hour. TJP won. Because 
Bait needs to go back to the UK. Good show. I recommend an episode 205 Live. So there. You have to go back to the UK. No, I'm going to Minneapolis. Well, you... I... Uh, and that's it for the show, but also I want to point out to people... I can't believe you're fucking doing this instead of hanging out with me at WrestleMans. John, I have to. WrestleMans my... of the summer. Sorry, John. Next time. No, you're not, and that's the problem. I am sorry. <laughs> not my fault my football team's one of the best in the world. But also, I want to point out to people who tune in live to the show. If we do not reply to you, do not say, call out for us to reply to you, or else we will not get to your questions. How did that happen? Yep. There are a few well, jerks in the chat. So be cool. We will get to your questions as we deem fit. I said that in the beginning of the show. Maybe you heard that part. I'm reminding them. It's as we deem fit. But we're getting out of here now, because that's the end of Heel Turn. I'm tired. I am too. This I has do. been Heel Turn, a production of ProWrestling.cool. It's not just cool, it's dot cool. It's a website. Go to the website. We do things on the website, although we haven't really mm -hmm. done much this week. Yeah, so Things have been happening. There, there's, there's less content because I was busy at the Russell shows. However, there will still be stats articles up on Friday. But anyway, y'all, hmm? you can also keep up to date what we're doing by checking us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash PWDOTC or on Twitter at The Heel Turn. And of course, we stream this sucker live every Wednesday starting at 9 p.m. Eastern over at Mixler.com slash, or sorry, twitch.tv slash Ozone Online. Keep forgetting that we don't yep. use the Mixler anymore. Um, and on YouTube somewhere. I don't fucking Search know or really care. Wrestling not cool. If we get more stuff, or don't, whatever. If we get more subscribers, they'll give us a custom URL thing. You're a URL. Yep, I am. And that URL is at Twitter, at the underscore ozone. Well, shit. Yep. What about you? Follow me in various places on the internet. I, I am John GM. That's awesome. No, it's dot cool. All right, fine. It's also dot cool. Wait, is Twitter dot cool taken? Shit. Yeah. Go, go do that. And I'll let people know that, like, yes, it was a lo bit longer episode, but, but we had a lot to talk about because there's a lot happening this week. But we'll be back next week with a regular episode. We'll see how I feel after Sunday. Hopefully, I'll be in a good mood. So, uh. Probably not, though. Shut your goddamn mouth. It's going to be fine. Also, wrestling is going to continue to be good. There's no possible way they could fuck this up before WrestleMania. You say that, and yet, who is the company that we're talking about again? John, I am being sarcastic. Oh. We'll be back next week, so until then... Yeah, I'll come back now, you hear? This podcast is a part of the Zonecast Network, produced and edited by Owen Douglas. Find more of our shows at zonecast.com. <laughs>